Let me ask you something. Are you selfish? Like, are you a legit selfish individual? And here's the thing. I'm not talking about, like, I don't want to give you my last bite of food because I'm hungry. Like, we all had that moment where we had some food in the refrigerator. Boy, we wanted to eat our leftovers and somebody done ate our food. And now you hot, tenfold hot. I'm talking about steaming. And you got to go ahead and pray and think about it like, Lord, please don't let me snap on this person. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about selfish with your time or because, you know, you've been busy all day and now you're like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can go help him move or help her move. I'm not talking about that. Are you selfish with God in your relationship with God? Are you the child, the believer That when you talk to him, it's just about your needs, not about his desires, not about his will. So are you selfish? And here's the truth. It's human nature for us to be selfish. I truly believe it's a form of preservation. We feel, I feel it's a form of protection. Like we don't share or we don't do things out of our comfort zone because it's a form of protection makes us feel good. It feeds something in us if we know it or not. So I ask again, are you selfish? Have you taken the time out to ask God, hey, what's your plan for my life? God, what is your will for today? How can I make you happy? How can I make sure I'm pleasing to you? Let's talk. Welcome back. I am so excited that you are here. Welcome back to Conquer Me Podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson. Here we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. And here's the thing. We do that by have confrontational conversations. We're going to have some conversations about the truth of God, the truth of the word of God that will read all of us. Honey, I'm in that number two. I I am not removed from the from the Bible reading me and telling me like, girl, you got to gather your life. I am not removed from that. There's so much that I need to learn, so much that I know God is going to grow, mature me in. And I know, and I'm excited for it. I am excited for the growth. And I really do hope that's what we are all excited for growth. Like none of us should really strive to be the same. None of us should strive to hit a pinnacle. And I think that's one of the lies that has been really come from the enemy is like, okay, once I hit here, then everything will be good. Or once I do this, then I can start this, right? Now it's different if the, if the Lord is giving you that wisdom, but if he's not, then we have a problem. 
But then it comes down to like, how are we shifting things in our lives? So today I really want us to talk about and have a conversation and examine ourselves, ask the Holy Spirit to really come in. And that's what I'm praying right now. God, please come in this conversation and come to every listener right now in myself so that we can see our selfishness. Sometimes, well, not sometimes, a lot of the times, <laughs> we can be so focused on what we want, what we desire, our pain, our ups and downs, and maybe the things that we feel we are lacking. We can be so focused on that and forget that we serve a God who is so abundant and has all that we need. But here's the thing. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, God knows all. Yes, God is time himself. But God is relational. He is relational. I know we have painted God as this humongous entity that can never be touched or understood. But yet he wants a personal relationship with us. Remember when Jesus said, and those who don't know, Jesus said this, that he no longer calls us slaves. He no longer calls us servants because we are now his friend. And he said that because in that passage, I want to say it's, it's in Matthew, but in that passage of scripture, scriptures, he's saying that because he's like, look, a master does not confide or reveal things to someone who serves him. He confides with his friends, so he's relational. He desires a relationship. When we become saved, we are now joint heirs with Christ. We can cry out, Abba, Father. We can cry out, Our Father, which art in heaven. Contrary to popular belief, we are not all God's children. We are his creations, but in order to be his child, we have to accept Jesus Christ. So in that, as his children, are we selfish? And that really had to hit me. I was, I was taking a walk this morning and um, just really thinking about stuff and, and things were really starting to overwhelm me. And so I was praying through as I was walking and asking the Lord to really remove this. And I don't know, it was like all of a sudden, I just felt like the Holy Spirit say to me, um... You want to talk to me? Like have conversation? Do you want to check in on me? See how I'm doing? <laughs> and that's really what I felt. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I can do that. So I just remember walking and I said, Lord, what you need from me today? Like, how do you want me to do this thing today so you can be happy, you can be pleased? His answer was so beautiful and freeing. I heard the Holy Spirit said, I want you to be happy on today. And I know some of you are like, well, Jen, shouldn't we always be happy? That's something that anyone will want. Isn't that what your friends want for you? And I just mentioned how Jesus said, we are now friends. Jesus said, we are now friends. So in that, he was like, look, 
a friend is going to want you to be happy. A friend is going to want to solve your issues. A friend is, is going to want to be with you at all things. That's what a friend does. So when he said that to me this morning, I was like, oh, Lord, you are so amazing. You are so amazing. Like I really just started smiling and laughing. And I thought about like, what makes me happy? I love watching silly movies, old movies that I've seen a thousand times, but it's hilarious. One of my favorite movies is I'm gonna get you sucker by the Wayne's family. Mar- uh, not Marlon Wayne's, but Keenan Wayne's. One of my favorite movies is so silly. According to today's society, it is politically incorrect because it has a lot of foolishness in it, but it's hilarious. It's just that silly comedy that I crack up every time. One thing that my sister and I, we love the movie Major Pain, which is by Damon Wayans, and it's hilarious. But these are the things that God is like, look, I get you want to do the work. I get you want to be about the mission and I get that you want to solve the problem in your life right now. But can you just relax and be free and be happy? I was like, okay, freedom. (laughs) Okay, Jesus, thank you for telling me to be free and just be happy and just enjoy this world. But because I asked the Lord, what do you want from me today? He gave me an answer that set me free. The word of God says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom in him. There's freedom when we walk with him and we commune with him and we ask things of him. Psalms 37 and four says this, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. A lot of us have heard the latter part, which is he will give you the desires of your heart. But the first part says, delight yourself in the Lord and, and, and he will give you the desires of your heart. What is delighting yourself in the Lord? Delighting yourself in the Lord is basically, God, I'm finding pleasure in you. Everything is chaotic. Things may not be what it is, what I desire it to be. But I am finding pleasure in you. Delight. That means I'm saying, hey, how can I please you? And God loves to be pleased. He loves to be glorified. He loves to be recognized. He loves to be uh, first in our lives. And I know sometimes we think about being glorified and, and really praising God is through saying the word hallelujah, especially if you go to a charismatic church where it's hallelujah. You know, we're screaming hallelujah. We're shouting all over the place where all these things, all these things have a place. I'm not knocking it. So please don't. Um, I, I It has a place. But how amazing it is, if, is it if we say, God, I'm going to intentionally place you first on a daily basis. And it just can start off with, I'm going to start my morning off with a conversation like, what's up? How you doing? How you want me to walk this day? Is there something you want me to wear on today? Is there someone you want me to call on today? And you will be amazed what you hear in the spirit. 
You will be amazed. Then here's the beauty about God. For some of us who do not hear him clearly, if you open up your word, he will give you revelation through the scripture. All of us need to be in our word. You, you all know I, I will stand on that. Read your Bible, read your Bible, pray, 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 read your Bible, read your Bible, fast in between somewhere in there, and then read your Bible and pray some more. But the more and more we do that, God begins to answer, because this is how much God loves us. This is his character. His character is to love us. His character is that he actually needs us. He desires us. Why would he create us if he didn't desire us? Why would he send his son so that all the world can be saved if he did not want to redeem and restore the true relationship of his creation in us, his creation in himself, excuse me. Like his character is love. That is the sum total of God. But when I'm selfish I focus so much on my problems and what I think the solution should be or what it costs or what it possibly could be. So we do, if you're anything like me, we will research, we will Google, find a thousand books, and there is nothing wrong with that. All of that has its place. But to hear your father in heaven say, I want you to be free. I'm going to tell you this. There is nothing here on earth that can instantly release you of whatever you are bound by in that moment. That is the spirit and the power of God. Are we selfish? It is. It's very easy. And I'm going to read these passages of scriptures that really kind of solidify the time and the days that we are living in. We are living in the last days. And I know we don't hear a lot of preaching and teaching about that anymore. And no, I'm not about to go ahead and start tripping because I know back in the day people would say that stuff like, you don't hear folks say this anymore about this. Okay, look, I, we're not going to no blame game about what people are and are not doing. Like, let's not do that. Let's really pray for one another. Let's love one another. Let's encourage one another. And let's really make sure that we are doing the things that God is calling for us to do so we can make sure that we are pleasing in his sight. Pleasing in his sight, delighting myself in him. Wow. That's a, let's just be real. That is a heart of a servant. When we wake up and say, hey, I want this to be about you. I want this day to be about you. I want my life to be about you. I want my relationships to reflect you. And I know some of you all were like, well, Jen, I thought that we're no longer servants, but yet Jesus said that we're not his friends. True. But even Jesus had a servant heart. Jesus said that he came to be to serve. So if we are supposed to be like Christ, we need to have a servant's heart, but yet have the mind of Christ of understanding when we are in friendship mode. But here's the truth. True relationships, great relationships, 
Great friendships, great marriages are built off of what can I do for you? I want you to take a moment and like, just think about it. Like examine your relationships, examine all of your relationships. How have they served you and how have you served them? Has it been out of place, out of love, obligation, joy, or maybe frustration, or you feel like you're stuck? Or maybe you realize that like, you know what? I haven't really served people like for real. I have not even taken the time out to ask my loved ones, what do they need from me? How can I support you in this time? How can I show up for you? Maybe you haven't done that because we're so used to going our day to day and doing things in our norm. And when people don't show up for us, we get hot. But the question is, have you shown up for them in a way that they really need it? Not in a way that makes you comfortable, right? Because that's also part of selfishness. Selfishness, and I get it. People are like, well, no, you have to know boundaries. You have to have parameters on people. Absolutely. I'm not here to dismiss that. But even your boundaries, what are they rooted in? Are they rooted in the word of God? Or are they rooted in man's traditions, maybe cultural t- traditions? What society is saying today for what a woman or a man should be or should not be? Like, what are they rooted in? All of your boundaries and how you serve and how you move, what are they rooted in? Because what's interesting is this. Our day-to-day relationships and how we move on a daily basis really does reflect how we are with God. It really does. I know that I am terrible at receiving. I am terrible at asking for help. Terrible at it. It, it, To the point where God blessed me yesterday with a phenomenal trip I was so blessed with, but it was hard for me to receive. It came from my mama and I was in there like, no, mom, I'm supposed to be doing for you. I need to do this from you. And I'm sitting here having this whole moment because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have been blocking blessings because I have felt this need of working for everything in existence. That was selfish. It's selfish for me to reject someone's love. You know, they talk about the five languages and for some people, their love language is their gift. They love to give gifts. They love to do And if I'm constantly rejecting because it makes me uncomfortable and this person's like, I want to show you how I love. I get how you love, but you do this for this person. You do that. So this is what I say earlier when I said earlier, our selfishness does not always appear to be selfish according to society standards. But the Holy Ghost is beautiful and wonderful and wise enough to show us our forms of selfishness to show us where we fall short. But we're grateful for the we're so grateful for grace and mercy. We're grateful for Jesus Christ being that mediator, that one that's in between that can go in between us and the Father and say, "Hey, you know, she trying. 
She's trying to get this thing together. But this is where we are as a society. And unfortunately, we are seeing it more and more and more within the body of Christ. We're seeing it more within messages that are being taught about the things that we can obtain from the Lord. And yes, he will give us the desires of our hearts, but first we need to delight ourselves in him. But how do I delight ourselves in him if I'm a cost, if I am constantly thinking of my problems? First, I will encourage you to really think of the goodness of God. One thing that I've started, I've started a testimonial book and it's just something for myself. I just write my testimonies of the things that God has done and how he has revealed things to me, things that I've overcome. So I'm constantly putting the focus back on him because the scripture says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. It is the blood of Jesus that allows us to even overcome the testimony, to overcome the trial so that we may have a testimony. So it is not even about us being the focus, right? It's about Christ. But how do I do that? So number one, start off with your reminders. Set your reminders of how good God is. And then number two, I would challenge you to say, okay, you know what? I am terrible at grace for myself. So I'm going to start learning about grace. I am terrible at having fun. I just work, 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 work. So I'm going to learn about rest, how to rest. Like some, like some of us, seriously, real talk, we have to be taught how to rest. We have to be taught how to have fun outside of your normal day-to-day, like how to even discover life. Some of us, we have to pray that prayer, like God, teach me to discover this world that you have created. Teach me how to relax. Like, let your spirit fall. He says, he maketh me, that's what it says in Psalms. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He makes us. Some of us, God has to make us to lie down in green pastures. Green, we know, is green pastures is all the things that we need. As sheep, where they're in the pastures, they see everything that they need. They see their food. They see their covering. They see the water. They see everything that they need. He makes us to lie down, like chill out, rest. Because resting is really a true ultimate form of trusting God. Yes, we trust God by doing the things that he has placed on our hearts. But we also trust him by just relaxing. And being like, uh, you got this. I did my part. I did what you say. Now everything's in your hands. Okay, cool. Boom. It's all about you. Because you're going to make this thing work. Why? Because God don't want his people to be out here looking silly, nor does he want his name to be out here looking crazy. Resting in him. Some of us, we have to really ask, okay, God, Holy Spirit, show me the areas where I don't know you, where there's a void and teach me how to fulfill that through you, not through my ways, my selfish ways, my that because really what it is, the selfishness, it protects us, it feeds us, it keeps us from the abundance of God. Even here on earth, abundance of God. Some of us, we feel like we got the answer. 
So it's hard for us to have conversations with people and we feel like we won't learn from them because I got the answer. No, let wisdom be the principal thing. And in all thy getting, get an understanding. It's a humility process when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to search us for any levels of selfishness that may appear in your life. And please be open minded. That it may be it may come in a form that you would have never thought. What? Me taking care of everybody else's selfishness? Yeah, because it feels the need, it feels that desire that you have to be needed and also feeds that trauma that you still haven't released. God has already healed you from it, but you haven't released. So you like that. You say you want to be free, but you keep attaching yourself to trauma and bondage. So it's selfish because God is like, I'm trying to be your all, your caretaker, but you don't want to do that. And once again, this is about our relationship with God, how we show up. How do we ask him? How do you want me to represent you today? And I want to read this last passage. And it's in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 3. And it says this, and this is the, the Passion Translation. And it says this in verse one, but you need to be aware that in the final days of culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered, lovers of themselves, of themselves obsessed with money. Child, if that's not the time and day we are living in today, I don't know what is. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. Have you all noticed this? That things that seem like, it's so unfortunate that I, okay, I'm gonna say this. This this is very unfortunate that I'm seeing this, that men who want to take care of their families and love their families or be very loving and affectionate um, and romantic with women are being called corny and simps. That is wide open to me. But really what it is, it's a sign of the last days, but it's also a sign that is that people are still operating from a dark place that is not of God. So when we see these things as believers, we need to have a heart posture of like, God, number one, let's pray for them. But God, reveal your truth to them. It's not to go ahead and say, man, y'all are silly. Y'all are this, da, 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 da. You're not helping the situation. But what happens when we say, you know what? I see this is a problem because this is really a sign of the last days of it, what the Bible talks about in the Bible. Things that are seem good, people are really talking about it. Like, no, it's a good thing to love your wife. It's a good thing <laughs> to, to be kind to women. It's a good thing for a man to cry. It's a good thing for a man to be gentle. Like, do we understand where this stuff comes from, especially for people who have been oppressed for so long, particularly black people? Like, do we know where this stuff comes from? There is a freedom and a joy in God that he's saying, that's not me. That way that you're walking in is really from a dark place that comes from the enemy. And I want you to discover me. It says this in the um, continuation of verse two, 
They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, and wrapped in clouds of their own conceits. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. The pleasures of the loving God, excuse me. I just said, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. That scripture in Psalms is one of the answers to this. In order for you not to be that person to where you're always striving for things that are unhealthy and things that are selfish and feeding things that do not really suit you and God does not desire for you, it's really stunning your growth. You got to delight yourself in the Lord. So I ask again, are you selfish? God has been revealing this to me in areas where I didn't realize that I was selfish, blocking his blessings. He's like, I'm a father who loves. Don't you, as a mother who loves your children, don't you love to give to them? I was like, yeah. So why are you blocking my love? I was like, oh, and that hurt. It was humbling. And I realized what selfish desire am I feeding by blocking the love of God? It is the desire of thinking that I have to do it on my own, this independent narrative that I've had because of some trauma that I went through as a child. And also because of some things that I was raised in regarding church and household and and particularly within our black community, we were taught so much about work, work, work. You had to do 10 times more just to be seen as equal. So now I place too much on work and too much on my abilities and not on the grace and the love of God and his mighty hand. That doesn't seem like that's what God wants, right? I hope I'm not the only one who sees it. So I challenge you, I challenge all of us to allow the Holy Spirit to come in to reveal any areas of selfishness and really say, God, how can I please you? I don't want you to turn this thing into, I don't know, some weird religious traditional thing. Just like make it relational, however you talk, right? Like for me, it was literally, I said, God, what you want me to do for you today? How you want me to make sure you good? And he said, just be happy on today. And when he said that, I felt this freedom to be released from all the things that were concerning me. All the things that were coming to me on on a spiritual attack. That one word freed me. Boom. Like that. I hope you have gained something on today. I want us to really dive into the word of God and allow it to challenge us, allow it to really sit and say, oh my gosh, God, you are so good to keep giving me this grace and this love because your girl got a lot of growing to do. Because real talk, the more and more and more we learn of God and the more we learn of his word, it is humbling how he chose us The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Please understand that if you have accepted Jesus Christ 
as your personal savior, you are chosen. He chose you. The Bible talks about how it is his spirit that draws people in. He chose you to be with him in eternal life. How amazing is that? So I challenge you to say, God, what do you want me to do for you today? I understand the big purpose. I understand the big thing. We look at the big vision, all that type of stuff. Let's let's scale this back. Let's just say today. Today, it may be go for a go skip. And you may say, you know what? As a child, I remember I used to love to skip everywhere, whatever it is. How can I please you? How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I be your friend and your child on today? I hope you have learned something. For those of us who have already accepted Jesus Christ, let us continue to dive into the word. Let us continue to pray and seek God for more understanding, more knowledge and more peace. Let us connect with other people who will even challenge us in our thinking regarding the word of God. Be so curious about him to where you you desire him more than anything else. Anything else. The Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And those of you who are not saving, you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you came this way. Here's the truth. If you're like, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know how I ended up here. I'm not even a Christian, but here I am. I promise you that is the Holy Spirit. And we will talk more about that. And you will learn more of the Holy Spirit. You will learn more of God and Jesus Christ. The triune, three in one. That we, You will learn more about that. But if you really want to know about them, first you need to ask for salvation. What is it? It is basically you saying, Lord, I want you to come into my life. I believe you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. I repent of my sins. If you believe that and you have said that from the bottom of your heart, we are rejoicing. We are excited. Heaven is rejoicing. We are beyond thankful that you are here. We can now call you brother and sister in Christ. Please find a home church, find a small group, Bible study, something. Because in this, you want to go ahead and be around people who love God and who will love you and be patient. It may take you a minute to find a church or find a good small group or whatever, but be patient. Don't give up. The enemy wants you to give up. But I want you to know there's so much greatness in God. I love you all. I hope that you have learned something. I pray that we begin to continue to ask the Lord to show us any forms of selfishness that we have in our heart so that we may be pleasing to him and have an amazing relationship with him here on earth. Love y'all and speak to you next week.